You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. I'm Courtney. I'm Allison. And we're Courtney and Allison of the Double X Files. And guys, it's super hot up in here. Oh, it is a sizzler. It's 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 taking all my strength not to turn on the little air conditioner I have in my bedroom in which we are recording. Yep. Um it was what, thirty what did it hit? Thirty-five? It was thirty-six here on Friday. Oh god. That's like how hot the sun is. Yeah, the sun is thirty-six degrees Celsius. <laughs> I mean, I'm no scientist, but that sounds about right. <laughs> how 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 hot is that in American? Oh, I have no idea. Like 120? Probably probably something crazy. Yeah. What is with those Americans and them temperatures? I don't know, but every time I complain about it, I feel like I get told. Told about what? About how Fahrenheit is actually more reasonable and makes <laughs> more sense. I know Gibby's going to write me an email about this as soon as he hears this episode. <laughs> well, I guess, you know what? I understand, because, like, a hundred, when you say it's a hundred, that's hot. Yeah. Uh, that's hot. I mean, it sounds hot. And when we say, like, 30, 35, that doesn't sound too, too hot. No, it sounds like maybe put some mittens on. Yeah. So I understand, you Americans. Why do you, are you, why do you say that to me? Well, you as a, no, I'm looking at oh, the, you're looking I mean, at I'm the microphone. looking deep into your <laughs> eyes. I love looking deep into your eyes. Well, but they I are beautiful, so. have to look at the microphone to indicate I'm talking to all 13 people who listen I'm, to this I'm podcast. not going to lie to you guys. I got a great set of peepers. Yeah, they're okay. Okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> on that note. <laughs> they look like, um, um, what color are your eyes? They're like kind of gray green. Yeah. You could be an anime character, like, protagonist. Oh, I don't want that. <laughs> I want to be, like, a young adult fantasy series protagonist, where oh. it's like, I'm so, like, not that attractive, but I'm also, like, super clumsy, but then the king falls in love with me. <laughs> That's your book, though. Didn't you write that book? That's not what happens in my book. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I read the wrong book then. Oh, I read your fan fiction. Yeah. Mm. Which is really just like a self-insert, so. Well, that's what fan fiction is, right? Yeah. Um, Speaking of self-inserts, let's insert ourselves into the sex files, shall we? Yikes. Did you like that? I loved it. (laughs) Loved every second of it. Uh, Ooh, I got the wrong notes. These are the right notes. Okay. We are doing season two, episode 23, Soft Light. Soft light. Now, I did not get any points for this episode. No, you talked about a fan of the opera situation. There was no fan of the opera. And I still wish there had been. I really, really wish there had been. Can you give us the episode description? I absolutely can. So, the Netflix description for season two, episode 23, Soft Light, is the agents hunt down a scientist who is literally afraid of his own shadow. I feel like that's a little reductive for the plot of this episode. <laughs> we, t- uh, we were surprised the writer of this episode was Mr. Vince Gilligan. Yeah, of Breaking Bad fame. And Breaking Bad fame. And um, I had high expectations when I saw that name flash across the screen. And then, well, 
I mean, well, you know, as a staff writer on a, someone else's series, there's only so much you can do to break out of the bubble. But I will say the the dialogue in this episode had a lot better flow than we're used it, to. It was a better better dialogue, but the plot was a little X. We got X Files. We got X Files. We got X Files pretty hard. Uh, so let's start with this cold opening because, uh, ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together for uh, Tony Shalhoub, TV's Monk. Yeah, TV's Monk graces our screen. And, uh, <laughs> so, via this, uh, cold open, I wrote, Tony Shalhoub, TV's Monk's Shadow Makes People, Alex Mack. Yes. And, so what happens is, uh, Tony Shalhoub is knocking on a door, and someone is on, in another door? Yeah, he's trying to find someone, their name's like Mort or Morris or Morrissey. I don't know, Morrissey? Yeah. He's trying to find Morrissey. His girlfriend's in a coma. I know, <laughs> no. I know, it's it's serious. Um, <laughs> Sorry for laughing at it then. <laughs> I feel like I should understand that reference, but I don't. That's I'm okay. I'm kind of embarrassed. That's all right. Uh, and then across the uh. hall is a guy who looks like um, George Blue. Okay, what you actually said when we watched this is you said, he looks like like the, the dad from Arrested Development. Not Oscar. George. And I said, they're played by the same actor. No, Oscar has the ponytail, right? It's the same person. But Oscar is more like free love and freestyle. And yeah, that's, his, is that's his whole deal. Uptight. So you just reminded me of George Blue. Okay. <laughs> Specifically not Oscar. Not Oscar, no. Uh, but he gets... So Tony Shalhoub's shadow, like, creepy crawls underneath the door frame? Yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense. And George Bluth gets Alex Mack. Now, one thing I will say about this cold open is it lasted for a million years. Yeah, it was really weird. If you watched a video, like a time-lapse video of me watching this cold <laughs> open, you would see my body rapidly decay. <laughs> It was, like, we get it. Tony Schlub, he's trying to find someone, and then, like, George Bluth gets, he's reading his newspaper on the couch, and it goes back to Tony Schlub, and then George Bluth is like, oh, what's what's the hubbub? And then it goes back to Tony Schlub. And then I, and then George Bluth is like, I, I guess I'll get up from the bed that I'm sitting on. And then it goes back to Tony Schlub. And, like, every intricate detail of George Bluth going from the couch to the door like, we had to categorize, we had to catalog that for it history. It just felt like it lasted my entire <laughs> life. <laughs> We're really ghosts, guys. Oh, man. I was born. I graduated university. I retired and died during the course of this cold open. Does that mean you're free of the X-Files curse? We don't have to do this anymore? Oh, boy, I wish, but I think my ghost is still part of the curse. <laughs> you're, you're your ghost is, you're haunting the microphone that we record this on. Yes. <laughs> and odd thing is, I still have your earthly body on the chair, on the Lazy Boy, so propped up so when I watch X-Files, I'll have someone to watch it with. Yeah, and then you have like a little string attached to my jaw that you pull to make me laugh. Ha 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 I'm just going to weekend at Bernie's the rest of this podcast. Oh, perfect. I'm glad that you chose this uh, microphone to haunt, though. Yeah, it's, made so, it really it's so compact. <laughs> <laughs> really convenient. Okay. So. Oh, boy. So I guess this case of this guy, quote unquote, disappearing, Oscar Bluth, George Bluth. Um, Not Oscar, George. George. 
Uh, this case of George Bluth's disappearance has been handed to a young detective. This is yeah. her first case as a detective, and she's a, a friend or colleague of Scully's. Yeah, it sounded like she... Like, Scully was a mentor. Yeah. Probably because they were the only two women in the academy or something. Yeah. Uh, that's why we got the feeling. Um, we call her... Young you know, Einstein. Baby Einstein. Baby Einstein. Baby Einstein. Because you remember a long, long time ago when we ventured into the revival? Oh, boy. I cannot forget it. young woman who was horribly written... Remember her? Lauren Ambrose, yes. Yeah. yeah. You even remember her name. Real name. Yep. I'm not giving her that satisfaction. <laughs> uh, this is a new, new woman, and she's kind of, um, I don't know, she's spunky. Yeah. But she's calling her uh, lady buddy Scully in because this is her first case. Uh, so we're going to call her Baby Einstein. Yep. Uh, so I have written callback. Oh, yeah, because um, as they're looking through this hotel room trying to figure out what happened to this guy, Scully, like, bends down and looks at the vent. Yeah. And then uh, Baby oh. Einstein says, oh, what do you, there's no way anyone could squeeze through there. And Vince Gilligan's like, see what I did there, bro? And Chris Carter's like, yeah, bro, I see what you did. And it's they high-fived. And they high-fived. <laughs> it's like, call back. Uh, and I barfed a little. In your mouth. Yeah, and Scully's like, I almost died. Why do we have to talk about Remember that? that time I almost died? Remember that one in seven chances that I get kidnapped during the episode and almost died. Do you remember that? Oh, remember boy. That. Gee, that's so, a fun um, callback. They see this giant puddle of black dust on the floor and Mulder immediately jumps to a spontaneous human combustion. Yeah. Oh, well, no, the thing that gets me is... Mulder recreates exactly what has happened. Yeah. He's like, oh, someone, he must have been looking at something behind the door, and he stood exactly like this, so you can see the fingers in the hotel stain, and then something to do with this light. Let's get this fingerprinted. So even Vince Gilligan can't stop Mulder from solving the case in the first fucking five minutes of this episode. <laughs> Vince Gilligan, you had the power to stop this, but you chose not to. Thanks a lot. With the amount of time and effort that Mulder puts into jumping to conclusions, <laughs> you would think that his leg muscles are just, like, magnificent. Oh, man. His calves are just popping. Yep. But one of the weird things that uh, Baby Einstein says is when they look at this uh, stain that used to be George Bluth, she says, well, the hotel uh, claims that, you know, that stain wasn't there when George Bluth checked in. Mm -hmm. And I gotta think about, like, What's the nastiest hotel stains that you've seen? Because there's got to be some nasty oh, hotel stains. Oh, man. Nasty hotel I stains. I think the most important thing is just to never flip the mattress. Ooh. Oh, God. Because <laughs> you know, what happens in a hotel room where they flip the mattress because, like, someone just, like, had massive diarrhea from the Chipotle downstairs. And then they flip it and then someone else, like, vomited on it because they had a weird, like, Big Mac. And then they flip it back and they're, and like, they're like, oh, right. no. It's which, which side is worse? Which <laughs> Should we buy a new mattress? Nah. nah. Do they, like, bring out the Tide pen? And they just... Yeah, there's just one person down there writing their name <laughs> like in it with the Tide, tide pen. God. Ugh. I remember um, one time I was in a hotel. I drove across the United States with my dad in a very small Mazda, like, two <laughs> by four or whatever. And we were in, like, Iowa or some weird middle state like that. And 
the the bed was like the beds were comfy. There was no kind of weird. That was kind of a weird yellowy stain. The, the yeah. carpet was okay, but there was a stain on the wall, and it was like someone had like thrown a water balloon full of human excrement, <laughs> and it had dripped oh, very slowly, <laughs> very slowly, like like. Uh, and and it was this weird yellowy brown baby poop stain. You sure it wasn't just what what was happening to the walls of that hospital in uh No, it was definitely with Michael Hitler. Definitely was not honey. Okay. Because honey was not this oh god. But I was like, <laughs> how do you make that stain? Like it wasn't a projectile vomit. No, it was, perfect... it was um you first what you have to do is you kinda have to stand with your back facing the wall where you're aiming to hit. And then what you do is you bend over and you wrap your hands around your ankles. Mm. Uh, and but it was then high up the wall, like it was. You it gotta was, aim your anus like it's a cannon. It was, I would say, five feet up. Dexterous, <laughs> dexterous person. And you gotta have a lot of, of backup. Like you gotta have. Here we are talking about poop again. <laughs> God, oh, I was gonna say like someone mashed up like a Wendy's meal deal and like put in, a, put in a Vitamix and then sealed it in a condom and then just like fucking whipped it around, whipped it around, and, around let it go. and let it go. That's what it looked like. <laughs> I wasn't going to jump to the poop conclusion. Oh but... boy. Well, yeah. Anyways, that's the weirdest stain that I saw in a hotel room ever. That's upsetting. Don't stay at Red Roof Inn, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, can someone spare prophylactic? Oh, wait. Before what? we get there, I have to talk about something. Okay, that go made on. Me so happy. That's why we have this podcast. Okay, so when they were all standing in the hallway looking around the light bulbs. Yeah. Because um, they're getting prints on the light bulbs. Yeah. Because um, Mulder guessed about the light bulbs in the first five minutes. You were looking at Scully and you said a beautiful quote. What did I say? You said, her hair is like a shield for her beautiful neck. <laughs> It was like a Lego hair. <laughs> it was like perfectly angled. Like if you put a, one of those protractors, it was perfectly 45 degrees. It was very well coiffed. And her bangs were like perfectly like like a half circle. I just Press love that you said it was like a shield for her beautiful neck. <laughs> like she's protecting from vampires or something. <laughs> I thought it was more like... um. Like a tr- uh, triceratops, you know how they have those shields. <laughs> yeah, that's what it looked like. Amazing, it oh, did. So perfect. Um, kudos to the hair person. Yeah, God damn, way to go. Yeah, because even like Tony Shalhoub had some Michael Richards going on too. Tony Shalhoub, TV's monk, had a very good look in those. He episodes. had some quaffing going on too. Can we get to the prophylactic yes. now? Okay, okay, so they go to the house of, I guess, another victim of this same sort of thing. How did they know? Not sure. I guess the, I guess it was part of the detective's case file. She had, like, this baby happened Einstein to, like, three different some, people. Baby Einstein did some detective work. Yeah, she did okay. some leg work. Um, so they go to someone else's house where, I guess, the so same person is So why wasn't she there? She, what, she, I thought she was there. Was she there? I don't remember. I don't know. Uh, and uh, Mulder stops to look at a light outside the house, and he says to Scully, can you spare a prophylactic? And she pulls out a... She pulls out five condoms. Yeah. And Mulder just puts, puts one, one on, on each finger. finger. <laughs> and then he looks, I guess, I mean, his palm is exposed, but yeah. I guess that's not So, important. And then he grabs the light bulb, but they were pre-lubed condoms. <laughs> oh, uh, no. And it just slips out of his hands. Are there condoms that aren't pre-lubed? I think so. 
Why would you, would you, I mean, if you wanted to go on an adventure, I guess. If you wanted to go on an adventure. If you just, you like that real dry dick. You like that real dry, just, just sand where they, just pour some sand in that orifice before you <laughs> You want a real beach fuck. Oh, God. I just got back from the Oregon seashore, and let me tell you, did some dry beach fucking. <laughs> Found a hermit crab in there afterwards. <laughs> oh, and then you're like, hey, wait, this is a sea cucumber. What's going on? Where's my husband? <laughs> Ooh, sea cucumbers are all squishy. Too. Yeah. But the worst thing is when, uh, oh, no, I'm not going to go there. I was going to do the whole... <laughs> Like, you know, they regurgitate their guts. Yeah, they they barf out their whole insides. And I was going to connect that with... Sexual intercourse. Sexual intercourse. But I am choosing not to. You guys can just put that together on your own. (laughs) (laughs) I'm giving you the pieces. This is a self-assemble, like, podcast where you assemble your own joke. Just put it in. It's like those refrigerator (laughs) magnets where they have all the words. It's DIY. Disgust it yourself. (laughs) Uh, So I'll give you the pieces. Uh, See cucumber. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, vomiting guts, coming, <laughs> prophylactic, beach, <laughs> hermit crab. I feel like that's enough for you guys to put that <laughs> together. If you it's want, hilarious. If you want to tweet your assembled jokes oh, yeah, at us. Tweet us that joke. <laughs> tweet us that joke, you guys. Oh, boy. Uh, uh, at double X files on Twitter. Hashtag beach coming. <laughs> beach fucking beach fucking yeah hashtag I'm, beach fucking real good beach fucking I don't want to look at that hashtag now but I do I absolutely am going to I know don't. what's in there <laughs> but I really don't okay oh. so they go into this person's house uh, house and they got fried they got Alex macked yeah and so they go into the kitchen yeah and, and they go I, through the garbage they go through the garbage but I, I do have to say I'm distracted by something what's Allison. that okay on the kitchen counter, there's a ceramic pie. Say that again? There's a... On the kitchen counter, there's a ceramic pie. A ceramic pie. A ceramic pie? I can't believe I missed that. A ceramic pie. So it's pie size. It's not like cute and small. Oh, okay. So it's like a full size. It's a and pie size. A pie size. And it's got that lattice work. But it's definitely ceramic. And it's got, like, cherries on top, so you could, like, pick up the pie shell and maybe there's something in it? I think it's like a cookie jar? No! Because, like, it's flat like a pie. Do you put a smaller pie? Is that a pie saver? (gasps) What is that? I feel like you might be on to it. I feel like it might be a... Or you put, like, a flan in there if you're feeling naughty. is Is it a ceramic pie cozy? Well, it's like, you know how you can get, like, those onion containers that you put half a red onion in mm, and they look like, mm. or like a tomato saver? Mm, I mm. feel like th- that, whoever made that ceramic pie was just ahead of their time. So if you want to take a pie for lunch, you just take the whole ceramic pie in your lunch pail. Yeah. Because they just, they were anticipating how much we were going to come to enjoy, like, recursive meta food storage. I just... What if it didn't open? What if it was just a decorative pie? <laughs> I can't even begin to imagine a world where that's the case. 
Guys, if you have a ceramic pie cozy, can you tell us? Or if you just have a ceramic pie in your kitchen and it doesn't function in any way. Can you tweet at us ceramic pie, hashtag ceramic pie, and then give us a video of you opening it? And if there's not a goddamn pie inside, I'm going to go nuts. She is going to lose it. (laughs) I have no idea what happened. I know Mulder went into the garbage. I can't believe I didn't notice that. Like a trash raccoon, like a trash panda. But I was eyeballing that kitchen, too, and I did not see the pie. It was a ceramic pie. Oh, my God. I hope it wasn't just a real pie with some, like, egg wash that looked really, like... That's glossy. a lot of egg wash. That's a lot of egg wash. <laughs> That's too much. Okay. At that point, you might be, bar- like, having too much egg wash Tell me, Tell me what Mulder was doing in the garbage, uh, I have no idea. He found an Amtrak ticket in there. And he's like, well, this person took the train. Uh, George Bluth also took the train. Maybe the train Did is he? involved somehow. But it wasn't. Like, that... She was related to Tony Slew because they worked together, right? Yeah. Okay. So, literally, the train thing was a lucky guess. And it led them to the train station. Literally, where it was, was like, Vince Gillen was like, how do I get these motherfuckers to the train station? And they're like, let's put a train ticket in. I think so. <sighs> I guess. Is this when the cops come for TV's monk? Uh, all I wrote is, Tony Shalhoub's hair has gone full Michael Richards. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. So we see Tony Shalhoub. He's chilling in the train station, the um, Pacific Central train station um, on Main Street. Yep. And uh, a place I know very well. Where, like, you think, like, TV's Monk, uh, he would have a hard time in that station. Oh, TV's Monk would have a very difficult time there. Like, going to the wash, like, he couldn't even go into that wash. I will have to, I say, I will say, I use that washroom at least once a month. Yep. When I'm on my way somewhere and I'm having an emergency. You gotta hover. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't bother. Um, no. I don't value myself that much. Um, but yeah, it is. Uh, it's a state. It's always in in a bit of a state. It's kind of got this. It's not got the bathroom smell to it, but it's got the smell where someone has put effort into washing it, but you can't tell, and it does kind of smell like cleaning solution. Now I actually know what exactly what it smells yeah? like because every time I go in there, it smells exactly the same. Yeah. Uh, it smells like strawberry Bonnie Bell lip smackers. Oh my god. Do you think they, like, melt them down and put them in the air freshener? I think it's extremely possible. And then someone with their lighter just lights it up and, like, it, like, gets all liquidy and then... Look, I don't want to jump to conclusions, Mm -hmm. but the custodial staff at this tray station are vaping lip smackers. (laughs) I thought you were going to say, are 13-year-old girls. (laughs) Uh, could be the same thing. Yep. Well, no. If you were a thirteen-year-old you, you, uh, thirteen-year-old girl, you use the root beer and or Dr Pepper lips. Oh, that's absolutely true. It or if true. you were me, mint chocolate chip. Mmm. I've never had that one. Mm-hmm. Do they still sell that stuff? Pro- probably, right? I think it's probably. probably bad for your lips, right? Probably. I think it's just wax. <laughs> I think it just crayons. Just the same stuff I put in my hair. <laughs> Ooh, that's what you should do. Put lip smackers in my yeah. hair? Yeah. Melt it down? Absolutely not. It would smell so good. Uh, yikes. Hey, hey, what's, what's going on? I don't want to know about the crowd what I would a, attract if I did that. 13-year-old girl. Exactly. That is a problem. <laughs> That's a textbook problem. Okay, let's talk about when the shadows touch. Yeah, okay. So, Tony Shalhoub, TV's monk, is sitting in the train station, and he... Like leaves, I guess, because he sees people are coming for him. Is that what I happens? Don't know. Uh, anyways, these two cops corner him in an alley, and he's like, "Hey, you got to get away from me! I'm fucking dangerous. Dangerous. Um, I'm so dangerous. I'm 
out of control. Is that how the song goes? I don't know what song that okay, is. Okay, that's how it goes then. Okay, cool. It's the song Dangerous. Oh. By Drake? I've not heard it. I'm going to say Drake. Okay. Drake Ramore? Is that his last name? No. Oh. Who's Drake Ramore? The, oh, gosh. It's the character, the fake character that Joey Tribbiani plays on... Uh, that's some deep cuts <laughs> on on uh, what all um, my children, all my children whatever, whatever and friends. I'm sorry, Jeez. that was a deep cut. I, thought I that apologize. Was, oh my god, I went back in no, time for a little bit. Drake's last name is Graham. His name is Aubrey Graham. Is that a goof too? No, that's his name. Who are we talking about? The rapper Drake. Oh yeah, I thought I was gonna make a Drake and Josh goof. <laughs> And then all I could think about is Drake from Drake and Josh. And then when you said Drake, I had no idea who you were talking about. You forgot he existed completely. I went went through the veil. (laughs) I went through the Drake veil. Okay, so the police are getting Tony Shalhoub TV's monk. And they're down the alleyway. It looked like Blood Alley, right? It did look like Blood Alley. Um, And so Tony Shalhoub TV's monk says, hey... You gotta back away. I'm really dangerous. Dudes. Get off my dick, guys. Get off my dick, sha- my shadow dick. Get off my shadow um, dick. Uh, so, and there's two lamps, so he's casting two shadows. Yeah. And they're pointed right at the officers. Mm-hmm. And then the officers go in, and then one officer gets fried. And they touch they, a shadow dick. They touch the sh- they touch the shadow dick. And no, it's his hair. It's his puffy oh, hair. his puffy hair. And then the other shadow got the other guy. So he got two, he melts them both. Two shadowed. And then um, the detective is then the next day at the crime scene upset because she thinks, oh, now it looks like it's a cop killer case and I fudged it. Yeah, she's really, she's like, oh, God. What have I done? Um, done? And then... Help mm, me, Skelly. Yeah, so Mulder and Skelly uh, decide to go through all the footage from the train station. Isn't this Baby Einstein's job? What is Baby Einstein doing? Oh, just chilling. I guess so. I mean, it's like, if you had Skelly on the case, I'd just chill, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, So they're going through the tapes... And, um, I guess they're, like, they go into the train tapes. And then they're like, oh, it's, that's Tony Shalhoub, that's TV's Monk. That's TV's Monk. Oh, let's see what antics he's up to. I, okay, I gotta stop now. Did you ever watch Monk? I think I watched, like, one episode. What is the, I know he was, I know he was, didn't like dirty things. Well, he had, um. Something. Yeah, he had some kind of condition. Anxiety disorder. Uh. Right? I'm not sure exactly. Like, I know he was like a germaphobe. Yeah. Anyways, but 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 he was a detective. Oh, he was a detective. Yeah. Oh, that would be... I understand the hijinks now. Because they'd be like, oh no, a dead body. It's dirty, so let me clean it with my Tide pens. Yeah. And then it's like, TV's monk, you... Do you do all your household cleaning with Tide pens? Because that is the picture I'm getting. Can I, can I, can I tell you a really intimate story? Okay. Can I, are you ready? I'm ready. I don't know if our listeners are. So one time I was um, very, very sick. I had salmonella. And um, when you have salmonella, you can't control your bodily functions. Mm -hmm. Um, Would you say it was coming out of both ends? It was really. And I think I um, gambled and lost. Mm, As you do. And um, so there was a spot on Mm -hmm. the bed. And it wasn't my bed. It was my significant other's bed. Oh no! In his in his in his mom's home. Oh no! And I didn't know what to do, so I grabbed myself a Tide pen and just Tide pen that little stain out. But I felt very much like Ophelia. <laughs> Wait, Ophelia or 
Lady Macbeth. Lady Macbeth. Also Ophelia. Two different people. I slept. I I, which one slept walk and then was like confessing about That's stuff? Lady Macbeth. Okay. okay Ophelia okay. drowned herself. I also drowned myself in <laughs> now <I'm going> to- <laughs> Uh, so that's my Tide Pen story. That's amazing. That's why I always talk about Tide Penning horrible bodily functions. <laughs> I, I I'm so feel, happy I'm, I know where that's from now. I'm trying to make it the norm so I feel better about myself. <laughs> I don't think I told uh, my boyfriend at the time until we were married. Oh my god, that was your husband. <laughs> it was Colin's bed. <laughs> I need a second. <laughs> I have not done the same in this bed, I promise you. Thank you. <laughs> oh, boy. That was my most intimate story. I just went on a ride. I was- <laughs> Don't worry. If we get on topic, I'll whip out one of my more intimate stories. Yeah, that was, I think, the most intimate stories without going into a sexual way. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, that's you, fair. So, listeners, you can stop covering your ears now. I mean, them. to be fair, I think I've spoken at length about my my colonoscopy process on this I podcast. I mean, but everyone so. has. I mean, everyone gets to do that at one point in their lives, right? I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, anyways, they zoom in on Tony Shalhoub, TV's monk, and they see that he's wearing a jacket that says "Polarity Magnetics." Yeah, they like zoom in, zoom in. And, again, cameras can't do this. Yeah, they're like, can you refocus it and zoom in? <laughs> cameras can't. Especially cameras at the Main Street train station. Train station. <laughs> like, I assume, like, everyone looks like Bigfoot going through there because it's probably, like, from 1990, the camera work there. I want to say 1970. Yeah, probably 1970. Uh. Okay, so they go to BCIT. Yeah, and now... Um, your husband was watching with us, yep. and he said, that's SFU, and you said, no, it's BCIT, I know, I've Pokemon hunted in there. <laughs> I have. You said it in a really shameful way, I though. have, and I know exactly what building that is, because there's a Dratini spawn in there. Oh, shit. caught three Dratini there no, in that what? very building. Can we go there after the podcast? Uh, it's very hot out. Okay. I don't know if I want to walk that far. <laughs> it's like ten minutes from my house. That's fair. Um, but yeah, there are Dratini spots. I'll show you where that is. That's really dope. Good. Okay. Uh, subatomic particles. Oh, yeah. So we meet my favorite character of the episode. Oh, I said, so I said, this is the journey that we're going to go on. Now. Yeah. I'm like, hey, Allison, that looks like fat American Giles. And we're like, ha, 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 ha. How <laughs> funny is Amusing. Courtney? And then you, of course, have to shorten it. And you shorten it to, what do you shorten it to? Chub Yank oh, Giles. Like, Chub Yank. <laughs> Chub Yank. So now, so now that guy is Chub Yank. That's his name, and that's um what we do on the weekends after long. <laughs> long just get that Chub and Yank it. Just like you know, I would feel like Chub Yank is a sec- the sex move where you've just had a fucking long work week. Yeah, and you're you're tired, but you're not tired. So like, I just got a Chub Yank, and it'll put me right to sleep. You gotta yank that Chub. What are you gonna do? And that's what that is. Yeah. Then you're like a little sweaty and pretty sleepy, and you just you're fall really, in you bed. just fall right to bed like a little baby. Yeah, a little. Oh, now I'm thinking about babies. Don't do that. <laughs> That's wrong. That's that is wrong. That's bad. So Chubby Ank Giles uh, shows our intrepid FBI agents who this show is about. And not Baby Einstein, because even though this is her case, yeah, I don't know where she is. Are they just big dogging Baby Einstein? Yeah, they're big dogging her. Like. Oh, don't worry, small child. We're gonna solve this case for you. That sounds that that seems to me like 
kind of, I don't know. Yeah, it's garbage. It is garbage. This is Baby Einstein's case. Yeah, I don't know why she's not there. <sighs> why isn't she meeting Chub Yank? Yeah, why isn't she, like, this is a huge, big piece of the case, and Scully doesn't tell her at all? Well, I assume they're communicating and we just don't see it. No, I want to see every single phone call. Well, that this is the X-Files. You're never see, going to. I want to see just like when they are hungry. Why don't they never eat? Why don't they, they ever hungry? poop? Why don't they ever poop? <laughs> why, why do they never chub yank? Because <laughs> it's not Friday night and they're not... They're not <laughs> okay, so uh, chub yank says, uh, we got this like hard-on collider. <laughs> That's what it's called, right? <laughs> and it blasts two billion megawatts yep. of what? I don't know. The hard-on particum collider. <laughs> this is just where we are now. <laughs> this is where we live. Uh, what is? What were they accomplishing? Uh, you know? They were trying to... Nope. Nope. <laughs> no idea. No idea. I'm sure they explained it. Not very well. They explained well. what what um, Tony Shalhoub, TV's monks, Black Matter Shadow does to people, but I don't know if they explained what they were actually Did trying they to do. That too? Well, I think I think that what they were trying to do is like discover dark matter or something. Because later he does say, "I we've discovered it. It's in my shadow or whatever bullshit. <laughs> it's hiding in my shadow. It's hiding in my shadow. I keep turning around, but I can't get to it. <laughs> I'm like a dog chasing his little tail. So Tony Shalhoub. It turns out Tony Shalhoub, TV's monk accidentally locked himself in there. Yeah. Got blasted with neutrinos. Got just hard on. Just blasted. Blasted. But he was okay. And and it's like, uh, Chubb Yank says, oh, when I saw him in there, he looked serene like he wanted to do it. Like he, he was asking for it. You can't say <laughs> no, that someone was hard on collided and they were asking for it. He was asking for his neutrinos to be unzipped. <laughs> yeah, it was like ions. Was it ions? Well, he said that he so at some point there was a description of what Tony Shalhoub's shadow does. I think he gives it to them in the hospital. Yeah. Uh, and he says his touching his shadow, it's, its shadow is dark matter and touching it has the power to unmake people. It unzips their atoms and degrades them to their like base ingredients. I don't. Which is why they just fall into a pile of dust. I, it makes no sense. It makes absolutely no sense. Now, sense, sense, not sex. It does make sense. sense. Um, because I mean, the last time I talked about like particles and stuff was probably grade twelve. Yeah, grade eleven. I'm gonna say grade eleven. And I thought I understood it then. Like I'm like okay, like. You there's these atoms and they got ions and negatrons and protons and <laughs> they could be anywhere at any time and what is uh, and then when you take one away they make something new like a megazord like a and then when you combine them they make a megazord and you beat the um Rita Repulsa R- Rita Repulsa yeah that's what I learned in grade eleven. <laughs> I was trying to think of putties. Oh, That's putties. I was to think of putties. Yeah. Um, but how can a shadow have dark matter? Like, shadows aren't anything. Shadows are light. So are, is it coming from the light? or? I, I think it's know. just nonsensical BS science. I don't like it. 
It didn't make sense. It didn't make a lick of sense. Yeah. Even when I when I tried to concentrate real hard on it to try to understand it, I got X-Filed. You, yeah, we got X-Filed for real. And if you guys don't know, X-Filed happens when the writers uh, formulate something that they think sounds good, but if you look too deeply into it, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. But they don't make any effort to explain The more questions whatsoever. you ask, the less sense it makes, and yeah. that is getting X-Filed. That's getting X-Filed. We got X-Filed real hard. Okay. Uh, it has everything to do with dark matter, your shadow's dark matter, blah, blah, blah. Can we talk about the brain set? Yeah, okay. So they corner Tony Shalhoub in the, on the train yeah. uh, platform, and then uh, he's like, don't come any closer, I'm gonna fucking kill you. And this is where um, they also film Sleepless. Yes. Mm. Um, and uh, so Mulder, instead of shooting him, shoots out the lights, and he's like, thank you. Oh, um, my shadows are gone. My curse of shadows are gone. So they somehow transport him to a hospital room where they talk to him, and the lights are on super bright. Yeah, so there's no shadow. And he tells them about the neutrinos unzipping and all that bullshit that doesn't make any sense. And you then, say the word neutrinos. Yeah. What's a neutrino? Neutron? It's like inside, it's a little bit inside of neutrons. Like quarks? Neutrinos are like when they thought they couldn't find anything smaller than an atom, they found the protons and the neutrons and the electrons. And when yeah. they thought they couldn't find anything smaller than those, they found the neutrinos. What's a quark? Like a space thing? I don't know. Like the Ferengi from Babylon 5? <laughs> Oh god! What have you done? What have you done? I I meant Voyager. You just fucked up so no. badly. <laughs> Rewind that. Cut that. Oh my god! You're oh no! Get so much mail. Oh no! Um, actually, <laughs> no. What shit? The Ferengi from Babylon. No Fun. shit. What's the one where they're on the space station, and no one liked it, but I liked it. It's not Stargate. Are you talking about a Star Trek? I'm talking about a Star Trek. Not Voyager, but Deep Deep Space Space Nine. Nine. I knew it had a number in it. (laughs) I knew it. What? Babylon 5. God damn it. It would have been a real funny joke, too, if I hadn't fucked that up royally. (laughs) (laughs) You just did it so bad. Why don't you recut it? I'm going to say... Oh, I'm not. I'm going to say... No, I'm going to (laughs) say... The joke again, and you're going to put it in. Yeah, okay, you do another take, and I'll recut it. Okay. Wink. Uh, quirk from that... Uh, mm, I forgot what it was called again. <laughs> <laughs> okay, brain suck. So, he says they're coming for him, and they're going to give him the brain suck. The, I don't know what that is. I assume it is, like, just a real good mouth breezy. <laughs> So um, good it goes all the way up to your brain. I just thought, like, the government puts a, 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 a crazy straw in his ear. <laughs> and they just... Mmm, delicious. Mm-hmm. But you know what? If they're feeling, like, real fun, yeah. instead of using a crazy straw, yeah. they're gonna get a Twizzler and just bite off both ends. <laughs> and they're gonna suck <laughs> no, it through no, the Twizzler. they're gonna Tim Sam slam his brain. Yes. Oh yeah, the Tim Tams. They're land. gonna go go up to the go up to the uh, little Chinese grocery store and get a big thing of stickos. Oh, stickos! <laughs> I guess you'd have to go up the nose that way. Yeah, if you, you if you're using a sticko, you gotta go. up the I nose. assume that it is. I don't know why the government wants to do that to Tony Shalhoub, TV's monk, but they need to know all his detective secrets. So you eat someone's brain to know their secrets. Correct? Yeah, I, I believe that's what the implications of the brain mm. suck is that the government will. Take all of his secrets. So do they share? Do they have, like, do they do, like, a Betty and Veronica and Archie moment where they have, like, three straws, three Twizzlers? Or is it, like, um, like that party game where you have to, like, blow and suck? 
tuck and blow. <laughs> what? You not heard of that? No. It's where like you have a piece of paper or something. Okay. And then one person starts with it and they're like, they're like sucking in so it stays in their mouth and then they have to pass it to another person's mouth and so now, on. I have a question. Yeah. Did your parties not have beer and or drugs? Because... Okay. Number one, I've never played that game. Number two, no, they didn't. Okay. okay. We, we, my high school parties had um, a lot of soda D and D, Star Wars, yeah, uh, more D uh, and D, risk, some, and some blowing and sucking, and there was a little bit of spin the bottle. <gasps> was there? Oh, there definitely was. I don't think I've ever played spin the bottle. Really? No, I don't think so. Because I was too afraid that I wasn't attracted to anyone in the circle. So mm. I'm like, I don't want to do this. I yeah, <laughs> I think most of my spin the bottle games were like all girl. <laughs> <laughs> Which like but that I mean that's fine. For me I was like cool and for everyone else it was like I I guess. But like Like Truth or Dare kinda of ruined it. Let's play spin the bottle and everyone's kinda of looking at each other like, Oh, okay. This can happen. <laughs> why this not? Can, this, why not? Let's get crazy. Let's get I've had two Cokes. <laughs> I'm sugar high, you guys. <laughs> um Baby, I wrote Babby, Baby Einstein's daddy. Okay, so. Yeah, Baby Einstein's daddy comes up in there. So, and and rightly so. So Einstein has kind of been. (laughs) Rightly so. so. Baby Einstein has been big dog. She's been getting big dog. Like, royally. Like, she asked for Skelly's help, and Skelly kind of just goes over her, the yeah. glass ceiling that Baby Einstein's trying to get through, and Scully's dancing on, like, I'm already here, bitch. And then she tries to, like, defend Baby Einstein, and like, oh, she's in a boys' club. Then why are you big-dogging her? Yeah, why are you big-dogging her? You gotta help her out. So, um, Baby Einstein's daddy's like, hey, look, this is, I don't know what the fuck you're doing here. Like, this is not your case. This is, I put this person. Well, I put the best Einstein. part is that what? he's like straight up, like, who asked you to be on this case? And they look at baby Einstein. And, and baby, baby Einstein. Einstein's like, yeah. <laughs> She's getting back. She's getting sassy. Yeah. Well, they she, big dogged her. She totally got him. big dogged her. So, um, uh, I wrote, so they're, I guess they're off the case, but. Yeah, they're supposed to be off the case. But Mulder's like, oh no. He says soft light. You gotta keep him in soft light. Like Barbara Walters. Right? Yeah. Make sure you missed him daily. Like, like Barbara Walters. Yeah. Is Barbara Walters alive? No. (laughs) No, she did the most interesting people in the world, right? Maybe she she is. I don't know. Is she like the Crypt Keeper? Where, um, she comes out, they roll her out, and she's a puppet? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Because, <laughs> I mean, Anything's I possible. Well, who are the most interesting people in the world? Who? Uh, the Dos Equis guy? Is he in the list? <laughs> he's credited as I the mean, most interesting man in the world. Maybe he's just, maybe it's like an election, like he's really like going for it, right? Well, here's the thing, is that we're about to get to our most interesting man in the world. Who, who, who? Uh, so Mulder gets thrown off the case and he's like, I know who I need to talk to to find out some information. Yeah, because they're moving, they're moving him. They're moving, they're moving the guy. Um, and so Mulder's trying to find out where he's going or whatever and he... Well, didn't he, he asked for help. Yeah, he asked like, for help. You gotta, you gotta help him. He goes to Daddy Double Tap. Daddy Double Tap. And Daddy Double Tap is not having any of it. He's like, why the fuck do you call me? Why you call me, man? Like, I don't care. This is not my thing. Like, your your daddy 
your original biological father, Daddy Deep Throat, he cared about you. I don't care about you. He's like, last time I came to help you out, I got into a fight with another daddy. With another other daddy. Skinner. Skinner daddy. And uh, I got blood in my fist. That's what he said. <laughs> so cool. He's so and, badass. And so daddy's like, okay, well, what do you want? And Mola's like, this guy, they're going to move him, but he could kill us all. And daddy double tap says, well, where is where is he? And then Mulder tells him, and then Daddy Daddy double taps like, "Oh, I'm not interested. I don't yeah. care. Don't call me again unless don't you got something me. important." Yeah. And so, um, the what happens next is very good. Very, very good. Very, very, very good. So we are at the hospital. Yes. And there was a nurse doing some paperwork, and the lights go out. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> Daddy double tap is here, and we're like, "Oh, he rolls right up." Shit. Yep. Daddy played Mulder. Daddy played Mulder hard. Oh my god. So he has the flashlight and he's like, where is TV's monk? And the nurse is like, do you mean to- Tony Schlub? And Daddy double taps like, well, how, who, Same else, who else do you, who else would be TV's monk? And Anyway. <laughs> I was trying to get that joke out. I can't. I'm too hot. Um, so he brings two other, I guess, Two other boys. Two other daddies. Daddies in training. Daddies in training. Dits. Dits. And they have, like, masking tape, duct tape, and, like, a stretcher. Mm -hmm. And they're just going to roll Tony Shalhoub right out of there. Yeah. But... They didn't count on... Them being dark-mattered. Yeah. There is lighting in that room, and it is not soft. It's not soft. So, uh, Adrian Monk uh, slash Tony Shalhoub... Uh, disintegrates the two daddies in training. Yeah, he touches them with his shadow dick and they fall right apart. And what does... Daddy Double Tap is like, well, that just happened. Oops. And then he looks at TV's monk and TV's monk looks back at him and he's just like, uh, and then TV's monk runs off. Yeah. What do you think was going through Daddy Double Tap's mind? I think he was like, well, I I guess I'll just get him later because I can do that. I guess, and, yeah. I and also, that. like, I'm not going to touch that guy. He's going to disintegrate no, him with a shadow dick. So, uh, so Tony Schlub goes to back to the place where this all happened. happened. Yeah, where it all began. CIT. Um, and his idea was, well, if I turn the machine on again, then it will be fine. Then I'll be like counter. If you add positive dark matter to negative dark matter, it's neutral dark matter. Yeah. At this point, I just like. That's gave up. That's what happened. I guess. Um, and then also, this is the point we realized the uh, the idea for the uh, cinematography in this episode was that if I think we 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 decided that um, the camera people realized that if they just didn't cut to the floor unless it was important to the story, we wouldn't think about where the shadows were in any given scene. But here's the thing: that's literally all we that's could think all about. All we could think if about. we couldn't see the floor, all we could think about was like, why are these people not disintegrated? I want the like the geometry of the shadows. I was calculating the angles, and I'm like, well, what's going on? Obviously, those shadows are fucking touching or whatever. Yeah, but we couldn't see the floor, so we couldn't, you know. Yeah, goddamn. But some of the cinematography was very, very good. Uh, yeah, we're about to get to my favorite visual yeah. element of the season. So, so Tony Schlub goes to um, Fat uh, Chubby... Chub Yank. Chub Yank. And Chub Yank, and he's like, you gotta help me, Chub Yank. I'm gonna reverse the polarity of the nega gigawatts. And <laughs> Chub Yank says, okay, that sounds cool, bro. And so Tony Schlub goes in there, and... But... 
And he, okay, so he's looking out yep. of this little hole. Yep. Uh, and you're just seeing, like, white and then a little circle of his face down this little shaft. And it's like a uh, mirror. Yeah. Like a mirror finish. And then it cuts back to Chubby Ink through the same hole. And I like his chubby little face in this <laughs> hole. That was my favorite. It was really good. Just looked really good. <laughs> chubby Ink all the way down. Chubby Ink a little glory hole. So Chubby Ink actually calls the police. Right? Does he? Yeah, he's like, I got him. He's locked in here. Uh, but then he gets double tapped. Yeah, he. So all of a sudden, Chubby Ink disappears, and who should be looking through that little hole but Daddy Double Tap? And we get double. Du- we get Daddy Double ta- Tap all the way down. Fucking Daddy Double Cross. Oh, that was. He was so angry. He just like was through that glory hole. Love it. And then we see him like starting up the machine or whatever. Do we? Well, the- I don't know. Well, Mulder and Scully get there. Yeah, by the time they get there, Daddy Double Cross is gone. Daddy Double Tap is gone. And they look in Ooh, the... Daddy Double Cross? Well, it's the same person. I made mean, it. was a joke I was making. If we gotta stick this... It's gotta be continuity in this shit, that Allison. Was, that was my bad. Okay, good. <laughs> I'm glad you admitted to it. So, um... But they, I do like Daddy Double Cross. I yeah. I do like... Let's, let's play around with that. A you just got mad at me. Okay, okay. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, so they, um, they look in the window and they can see what they think is Adrian Monk in there. Um... Baby Einstein's dead, by the way. Oh, yeah. Baby Einstein died. Sorry. 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 <laughs> we big talked her. We sure did. We big talked Oh, no. We're no better than they oh, are. Oh, no. Poor baby Einstein. <laughs> you know what? We didn't treat baby Einstein with the respect she needed, so they, they re-iced Einstein Dustin during the revival. Oh, they're like, we- you big dog that one. You're not going to big dog this one. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's like... Really getting into some weird, like, future sight shit, I if know. you think about what you just said. Well, time is a flat circle, <laughs> time, so. Time is a flat circle. So, um, okay. So, I think this is how it happens. Yeah. Mulder and Scully don't see Tony Shalhoub die. No. They just look into it, and it's the shadow. Well, it's, like, just finishing blasting him. <laughs> the hard-on collider is finished blasting him. Yes. Okay. I thought they saw that through a video. No, they looked through the hole, didn't they? No, they didn't look through the hole. They saw a video. I think what Daddy Double Tap does was he, like, put it through, he put it through, like, Adobe Photoshop and remade that video of Tony Shalhoub fading out of existence and it was just a shadow. Oh my god, Because we know that Tony Tony Shalhoub is really alive in the Daddy Zoo. Yeah, because what happens next is Mulder confronts Daddy and he says, Daddy, did you kill him? (laughs) Daddy, do I make you cry? <laughs> and Daddy says, "I didn't kill him. I did not." Basically, they get kill re- him. They get really close. They get really close face oh. to face. And Mulder, Daddy dumps him. He dumps a Daddy. Mulder is getting so strong he's and getting, so brave. He's getting, he he knows that maybe he doesn't need a Daddy. Maybe he can be his own Daddy. Maybe. Maybe. And he's trying, and so they get really close, and Mulder just like, I don't need you anymore. I don't need you, and I'm not gonna call you. This is the last time you're gonna hear from me. We're donezo. And then Daddy Double Tap turns in the shadows, like I didn't kill him, and then leaves. And then we see the Daddy Zoo. Yeah, so we go to the Daddy Zoo, which is um uh, a facility where the Daddy Double Tap and however many other daddies uh, are. Collecting specimens of Mulder and Scully's um, crimes. Crimes. They're doing crimes. They're doing crimes. 
Well, there's all these activities. Yeah, yeah. They have all the little. They have all the characters in there. It's like a collector zoo. Squeeze guy and squeeze guy and fluke man guy and the guy who fucked dead people. Yeah, that guy. And the voodoo ghost child. And um, the alien. No, the aliens. The titular aliens not in there. No. Um, and then yeah. So he looks in the window, and we can see that um, TV's monk is hooked up and getting his brain sucked. Yeah, I guess. And, uh, they just turn the light on and off again. They just turn it on and off again, and then a single tear runs down oh, his cheek. Oh, Tony Shalhoub, someone give that man an just Emmy. carving a ravine down his beautiful cheek. His beautiful, puffy eyeballs. That's it. That's what happened. Oh, that was thorough. Do you want to rate this shit? Let's rate it. Okay, I rate it on a spooky scale. One is is not scary at all, and five, wait, no. Yes. Five is super scary. I'll give this a one. Because it was not scary. It was just silly. Okay. And you rate on an anger scale. I rate on a rage scale. It goes from one to Excelsius Day. One is like, hey, this was amazing. Excelsius Day is like, why would you make this? This is awful and I'm so angry. And what do you think about this one? I'm very, very interested. I'm going to give this one a four. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. You had to talk me into this one. Uh, It was pretty middle of the road. It wasn't, like, absolute garbage. Yeah. There there was stuff that didn't make sense, but... Well, the whole concept, the whole, like, concept didn't make sense. No, I know, but maybe I'm just getting used to it. Like, I expected better for Vince Gilligan. I thought this was gonna well, be... Well, it was just, you know, it was as a staff writer, you don't have that much power, and often the script that you write gets hand off, handed off and rewritten, like, several times. Ugh, well... Especially if you're working for a megalomaniac like Chris Carter. <laughs> Coming for you, Chris Carter. Coming for you, Carter. I'm sorry, Daddy. Chris Carter's our daddy, by the way, guys. (laughs) Uh, We owe him a life debt. Basically, is why we're doing this. What? I thought we were cursed. I didn't want to tell you, Allison. I made up the witch's curse. What? To make you feel better. What? But I... We owe Chris Carter a life. How did that happen? Well, he saved us. You were asleep. (gasps) We were in a car... And we were driving down the road. You we, were driving. I was driving down the road. You know how I pick you up. Mm-hmm. And um, you were you were having a nappy. And uh, I was falling asleep at the road. And there was a deer in the road. And Chris Carter came out of nowhere. And he uh, tackled the deer off the road. And so he saved us that day. So you're telling me we have to do this podcast to the end of the series because Chris Carter killed a deer? He... No, he didn't. He picked. He he tackled the deer, but then like slapped his buttocks and just sent the deer on its way. The deer was was not hurt, and we were not hurt either. So I stopped at the side of the road. I said, "Chris Carter, thank you, thank you so much. I I had it all wrong about you. What what can I do to repay you?" And he looks me dead in the eyes and he says, "You need to watch the entirety of the X Files and podcast about every single one." And I said, "Chris Carter, can we?" Can we, like, talk about poop? I don't fucking care, he says. I don't fucking care what you talk about, but you need to watch every single episode of The X-Files. And then the planets will align and I can finally be free. Well, I have so many questions. Why have you never told me this before? What does he need to be free from? How is he trapped? Where did he come from? Is he some kind of deer whisperer? When I when I walk somewhere, Allison. when we walk somewhere together, and there's only one set of footprints, is that where he's carrying us? Allison. I feel that as we do this podcast, more will be revealed. Oh my god! So 
Just you gotta stay tuned, buddy. I mean, you have to. We owe him a life debt. <laughs> you guys need to keep listening so that so that I can understand what happened and you can like comfort me. Well, we have like two hundred more episodes, so. Oh you know. God. Okay, let's do let's do some reader mail. Reader mail. There is no postmark, no return address. Where is this mail from? Is it from outer space? Yes, it's from outer space. Thank you, aliens. From uh, Ray, Space Cadet Ray, who is under the uh, code name Bastion Fills on Tumblr, etc. I assume. Yeah. On all the social media, uh, Ray has sent us a spooky story. And it's about a dog. Oh, a dog. So I really like this story. Okay. (laughs) When I was a teenager, I experienced an incident that I cannot be certain actually happened. If I hallucinated, if it was just a dream, or even if part of it was real and part hallucination. I lived less than a mile from my high school and walked alone to and from school every day. I always took the same route, which allowed me to come across a number of really choice neighborhood dogs. (laughs) I like how this guy works because I, that's the way I walk too. One section of the route turned left past a house with a small back stoop and a small open dirt yard with a chain link fence that separated the property from the next house over, directly uh, butting against the house's own wooden privacy fence. The short street was only a single home deep and headed directly into the alley that ran behind the several blocks compromising comprising my street. At that uh, corner house, I occasionally saw one of the neighborhood dogs sitting on or around the stoop and the, um, and the yard changed the house. I always said hello and was always disappointed when he wasn't outside. One, uh, as we all, this is, I mean, Bastion Fields is us. Yeah. Uh, one day on my way home, I walked up to the, uh, up the alley and came to the open yard and was about to turn left around the corner that led to my street. I noticed there was a police cruiser parked far, uh, farther up the tiny street adjacent to the house, but not in view of the backyard. When I looked for the dog, he was not on his stoop. What I saw instead was the dog a few feet off the ground. Stuck directly between the chain link and the privacy fence that touched, still chained to the railing of the stoop. It was if the dog had slotted itself through the few inches of parallel space between the two fences, like a piece of paper sliding between them, uh, between the back of a desk and a wall, and getting trapped between them, or Weird. a stuffed animal lodged between a bed frame. That's weird. Mm-hmm. I was quite alarmed and worried for the dog and couldn't fathom how it managed to get itself into such trouble. Perhaps it had tried to lean and climb on the fence and fallen in. I wasn't sure what I should do. So I walked over the police cruiser that was out of the line of sight of this poor animal. I asked the officer inside if they had been called about a dog in danger. They seemed confused. So quickly explained the situation and suggested they check it themselves. At this point, I remember them pulling ahead several feet and parking again, adjacent to the yard with a clear view of the dog that was stuck in the fence. I recall them looking towards the yard, but not yet stepping out of the vehicle. Figuring I had done uh, all I could, could for the pup at this point, I turned down the street and continued home. I don't know what happened with the officers and the dog, and I'm unsure if I ever saw that dog again. But I'm even more unsure if any of it ever happened at all. Which is so weird. Um, did I really see a dog stuck between the fence? Did I report a hallucination to those police officers, and did they think I was crazy? Is that why they never bothered to get out of the car, because there was nothing there? Uh, were those police really there at all? Was any of it real, or was I just seeing things? Did I even experience it, or was this whole thing a dream? My Holy God! Do- wow. Did Ray just X-Files us? I think we got x files <laughs> So the dog. 
maybe the dog was a ghost dog. Yeah, that would be my guess. I think the yeah, you know what? A hundred percent ghost dog because mm-hmm. ghost dogs can do whatever they want. They- but maybe it is bound by an earthly chain because it has unfinished dog business. Oh yeah. So that's why it was on the chain. But then it was like, okay, well what's out this yard? I'm gonna ghost pee on the side of the fence and that's what he was doing. Don't worry, Bastion Fields, it was just a ghost dog. Just a ghost dog. Just a puppy. And the worst thing about a ghost dog is you cannot pet them. Oh my god, you it's can heartbreaking. You them, but you cannot pet them. Okay, thank you, Bastion and Ray. And if you have a weird X-Files story, you can send that to us at doublexfilespodcast at gmail.com. You can also Tumblr at us, fuck yeah, double X-Files, and then tweet at us and Facebook as double X-Files. Yep. Uh, let's do a prediction. Let's do a prediction. This is your turn. Anything could happen based on a name. Anything could happen when you're playing the prediction game. Tell me, Courtney, what's it gonna be? A way to dredge up all of your childhood anxiety. Can I say, you are at two and a half points. Yes. And I believe I'm at two. Oh god, oh god, oh god. And we've only got three. Two more? Got two more. Shit. So someone's going to be eating a pizza or a sundae. Yeah, so if Allison wins, I make Allison a handmade pizza. And if I win... Personal pan pizza. You make me a delicious vegan ice cream sundae. Yeah. Okay, I want that so bad. Okay, so season two, episode 24, the title is Our Town. That's a play, Allison. It is? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like a recent play, isn't it? Uh, Like 19... 20s, I oh, think. okay. There's a streetcar, right? No, that's streetcar named Desire. There's a tin roof. No, that's Fiddler on the Roof. No, <laughs> there's a ship. No, that ship's Ahoy. <laughs> okay. Um. Well, that's stupid. Uh. <laughs> it's just they just recreate our town, right? What's our town about? Uh, it's about like it's a series. I'm pretty sure it's a series of like. Like, not monologues, but, like, scenes, vignettes mm-hmm. of all these people in the town. There's tons of actors in it. Okay. So, let's go with that. Um, there's a small town. hmm And there's a lot of interconnecting issues, and um, there's a lot of anger and remorse and feelings and emotions, and there's a lot of people entangled in something big. Mm-hmm. Um, so, let's call it... Um, people are getting abducted. I want an alien. Okay. Yeah, I want an alien. So this town, uh, people are disappearing, and Mulder and Scully are called in because they think it's an abduction, and maybe like people are disappearing, then but then one comes back, the original person comes back, and is like, I was in space, and they have to d- figure out who is next mm. in our town. Yeah. Okay. Here's how we're gonna break it down. Okay. You're gonna get half a point. If it's a small town mystery aesthetic. Okay. And another half a point if it's aliens. Okay. I like it. You know that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, cool. Well, that's, uh, that's our stuff. We got two more episodes to go after this one. So make sure. And we're going to take a break, right? Yeah. We're going to take a. September is going to be off. But that does not mean you cannot join our snail mail club, which will be going through September, even though we will not be. Well, I think we have episodes the first and second week of September. Oh, well. And then... Well, we're not recording in September. Then we'll start up with season three episodes coming out uh, first week of October. October, yeah. Probably. Probably. I don't know. Whatever. 
I mean, we do. I guarantee it. We do owe the life debt to Chris Carter. Yeah. Not a witch. Sorry about that. I'm just reeling. I don't even know (laughs) who I am anymore. Uh, If you go to patreon.com slash thunderquack, $7 a month will get you our Snail Mail Club. And this month, August, if you get in by the end of August, which is very, very soon... Uh, I got some really cool stuff from my vacation in the Oregon coast, which includes Jake the Alligator Man stuff. So you got to get in on that. And then end of September, we send in our final uh, mixtape. Yeah, for season two. For season two. Volume three. That'll cover the last, I think, eight episodes of season two. Plus some crazy hijinks (laughs) from when we cut things. You'll get some sweet offcuts. Yep. I think I'm done. I'm really sweaty, and we have meatball subs downstairs, so let's finish this fucker. Until next time, the truth is out Out there. there.